0: Morning Bex! Nice to Morning. see you! And you. So we're here today. We're gonna to have a little chat about talking with parents, communicating with parents, and also sort of tapping into those difficult conversations that we've all had to have. I think as a speech therapist, I certainly have to have those difficult conversations, and you in early years, Becky, were we oh
1: we totally do and, and for for me in practice we haven't got um another room that we can go and chat to parents or say oh can we come over here and have a little bit of a private conversation so you know we don't want to we don't want to make it a really big thing we want to make it quite a natural process yeah. and chatting to parents about difficult things or or about some sort of their child's progress so we we do that but it's just like where do we fit it in and how do we talk and I know this is something we've had big discussions about isn't it to mm-hmm. just make sure sure we're all doing the right thing and sort of not being judgmental and and also i feel like sort of also we can back away from those difficult conversations yeah. can't we and what we, you were yeah. saying about as human beings what do we do so.
0: yeah that's it we were chatting earlier weren't we we were saying that actually it's okay to feel like you want to back away from a situation that's potentially going to be difficult because if you you might anticipate a parents either going to be angry or confrontational or upset and as humans you know we need predictability as most animals do to keep up to keep ourselves safe that's what we do that's why we rely on routine because we know that that will keep us safe and alive so when we enter into situations with an unknown outcome it, it's natural that our adrenaline will increase and that our heart rate will increase and that we'll just feel a, a little bit wary um, but the big but to that is we have to have those conversations don't we we have to be honest with parents and from my point of view i'm talking from obviously um you know speech and language side of things um and if, if there is a concern we do need to address it so that we can help and i think i think that's the biggest message when we're talking with parents is we're not critic, we're certainly not criticizing we're certainly not judging and we are absolutely not diagnosing anything but what we're saying is We've identified, as experts in child development, we wouldn't use that line, but that's what we are thinking to ourselves. We have identified that, that this child is struggling to access their learning in the same way as some of their peers. So what do we need to do to make that easier for them?
1: And do you think that's that, that's about being honest? being kind like you say without that judgment and also we we don't like that is the biggest thing isn't it we do not diagnose we just present as professionals and say um and, and this is the way that we've worked isn't it with it where we say actually do you know what We need some more advice as professionals because I'm not a speech and language therapist. I'm not um, a hearing specialist. So actually, you know, what we'd we'd really like you to do is just go and say it was checking the child's hearing just to make sure. And like you were saying, that fits in with um, speech and language really well, doesn't it? You would always start with checking the child's hearing.
0: So, yeah, if a child comes to see me in clinic and they've got some speech sound difficulties, we know that speech and hearing go hand in hand. So I would always say to parents, my first question is, you know, have you got any concerns about their hearing? Parent, remembering the parent is the expert in their own child. So have you got any concerns? Often it's a no, I haven't. They can hear me opening the biscuit tin and I'm like, that's great. Sounds fine. But what we need to do is just to double check. So if you're happy, we'll send you off for a hearing test because we want to just rule it out. Um, because if I didn't do that, and then in a few years' time we discover that there are some hearing difficulties that have, you know, made learning much harder then I've not done my job properly. Yeah. So, But, you know, it's listening to that parent and asking for their their knowledge of their own child, listening to that, respecting it, but also saying, yeah, no, I'm sure you're absolutely right, but I just need to double check that. So it is about how you have those conversations and it's about, I just think if we can always remember that the, the parent you know, majority of parents want the best for their children. Um, you know, well they certainly
1: do, don't they? And also sometimes sometimes I think parents have have got that in their head that they think, oh, something isn't quite right. And some sometimes parents come and chat to us and they're really overly worried and and we can reassure them and contain them. But but again I would still go down that line and say, Well do you know what then? Let's go for a hearing test, let's go speech and language, let's go back to the health visitor and see what what more we can do if we need to do something.
0: I agree. You can't be dismissive. If a parent Mm. is worried, but you're actually not worried Mm. because, you you know, you've you've looked at that child, they're using, they're developing, fine. We don't dismiss a parent's concern. We listen, we contain, you know, I can see you're really worried about that um you know let's find somebody that can give you some advice um you know and, and see if that helps
1: do you think that's about the child like and they do children present and play really differently in loads of different environments that's don't they say so, so what when we go to do home visits it's fantastic you know that that was one of the best things that we can do and that we we did at the child centers with children's centers without fail we would go yeah. and we would make that bond and get that communication going right from the start and actually when a child sees a in their house I think they trust us a lot more don't they and you can have those conversations really openly and honestly with parents so so um you know that's something in the future to look back at you know and go when we can do home visits and we can go into parents houses again you know as sort of professionals in early years that's something that I think is absolutely crucial but also on that
0: note what I think is I have spoken with, with early years colleagues who will say to me you know that child's not talking here but parents say they're saying all this at home and and it's almost becomes a not a power struggle but it's there's almost a conflict brewing there so what I always say to my parents is okay you know that they'll say to, or nursery say they don't speak there but they talk at home I'm like okay video it get some evidence because what we don't want to do is say to parents well they don't do it here so there's a problem
1: yeah you know, wish that wish that could not yeah saying, it's
0: great that they're talking at home Also talking at home with you because that's their safety net that's where they're most comfortable if you could get some evidence of that so i'd I'd love to hear what they're saying and how much they're saying and just to hear their voice so it's it's not a test we're not testing parents by they're telling the truth what we're de- doing is saying do you know what yes of course you're going to have a better knowledge than me because you're the parent so can you share that with me can I and, see-
1: and also it would you know you would be looking then at, a conf- at confidence wouldn't you in self-esteem and you would be looking at, at what we can do for the child really yeah. subtly to make sure that they feel comfortable to communicate in our arena so that's a totally <laughs> you know that is a totally another line isn't it that we would go yeah. down and make sure but yeah that's what we would want to want to see and again you know you were saying you would say how how does the how does the child enjoy playing with another child? That's a good line in, isn't it? What do, what do Absolutely. children do, you know? I
0: always say to parents, I never ask a parent what does your child child play with at home because a mm. parent will always think of toys. All I will say is, what does your child do to keep themselves busy at home? Because if it is that they sit and watch the washing machine go round, then that's what the parent will tell me. But if I say, what do they play with? Then they'll think, well, bricks or cars. But if I, you know, what does your child do to keep himself busy? And again, the parent will know that, you know. And actually going back to that comment about, you know, children being different at home, than they are in nurseries. Why? absolutely, when you're setting targets for children, it's got to be a shared goal with the parent. You've got to know what does that parent want for that child. And that might be totally different to what we think we want for that child. Yeah, but totally. if the parent owns their own child's target. They're more likely to work towards that because it matters to them. So you know, I always say to parents, you know, "What are your hopes? What is it that you want for your child?" And that's a really good starting point to really start that conversation to really work out. And sometimes, what the parent wants, you might think as a professional is like, "Wow, that's that's way off. We're way off that." Well, that's okay. I say to parents. All right, yes. Yeah, so that's your long-term goal. So where we are, we're, so if you imagine a ladder climbing to the roof of the house, we're at the bottom of that ladder and you want to get to the top, but we can only get there if we go up the steps. You, and you do those stages. <laughs> First, you know, it's breaking it down.
1: But And also you make it very real, don't you? When we do tuggers, we make them really, really real and we try to involve the, the parents in that. To, like you say to understand that we all we are all working to this together and we and also as professionals we don't have the answer we're just unlocking things all the time we are learning all the time and to work together and you know we're, we're with the children a very small percentage of time so so the parents working with us is really really cu- crucial for that child's development isn't it and for that child moving forward and I think that respect needs to be deserved to that parent, and like you say, we we try really hard to just have a very casual conversation. I think the one of the best things in practice that has worked for. Um, me recently is that the start of the drop-ins for speech and language therapy and yeah. parent, and then it's it's been great because I can say like this drop-in centre is it's there they're at this time if you get there early you're going to be you're going to be seen go and ask them all the questions and then let's bring it back and we'll have a conversation and you can tell us what what you know what we might need to be doing if we're missing something if everything's all yeah. right so I think it is admitting that we don't we don't know it all at all and I
0: think that's really important it's remembering your professional boundaries absolutely and uh, you know with my work I have to have a lot of difficult conversations around surgery and I was talking with my supervisor about this the other day and I said I feel like I need to have some more training in counselling skills because I do a lot of listening I hand Mm -hmm. out a lot of tissues um, but I'm also mindful that I'm not a trained counsellor so Mm -hmm. I need to develop some skills to protect myself so that I don't take on other people's feelings but also I've got to know when my role stops and somebody else's starts. And that's why that goes back to that point about diagnosing. When we speak with parents, you know, it's, please just remember to, the information you're giving is what you have seen. What have you seen in your setting that makes you think, mm, do you know what? I, I need to ask a question about that. What is it you have seen and why does that matter? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's so and sometimes you were saying earlier, sometimes parents will say, well, what do you think the problem is? Or I've had parents say to me, do you think he's autistic? Now, I am not qualified to diagnose anybody with autism, but parents have raised it. So I can't just brush that under the carpet. I can't say no, because I might be thinking yes. So what I yeah. always say to parents is, OK, so the behaviours that I'm seeing, yes, if you were to Google what is autism, you might see some of those traits as part of that diagnosis. But what we're looking at right now is what, what is he struggling with and what does he need some help with? Um, and, I, you know, and often that's enough just say to the parents you know i've acknowledged what you've said i've also said that yes there are features but there are also lots of other positives lots of other things going on and when you know we're not in the place of diagnosing anything yet we're just looking at what is difficult and
1: what can we do to help and I, and I think you're right I think that's that's a really key point because because as as a parent and parents everybody goes and googles everything to have of a look they and they ask their friends and they understand it and actually like you say we're, we're not here to diagnose we're just here to understand and help along those stepping stones and help that child have the best sort of positive life that they can so oh yeah, that's I think, lovely
0: that's I would just, it just yeah. The key message for those difficult conversations: it is honesty, but it's honesty about you know your your you are professionals and you are so good at your observations. So it's honesty about your observations. It's not your opinion. Your opinion here doesn't count. It's your professional observations and that count. What counts. you've seen. But it's, yeah. it's it's then it's then sharing that information with parents in in a sensitive and kind manner because it, it might be brand new information to them.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Thanks, Bex.
0: Okay. thanks Bye. bye.